Good morning. Rise in freedom. I'm Austin Peterson. You're watching and listening to the Wake Up America Show at wakeupamericashow.com. How's everybody feeling today? Good? I'm glad to hear it. You know, it's Friday, so everybody's usually in a good mood anyway, but if you weren't in one, you will be by the end of the show, or maybe here just in a few seconds when I get to introduce to you my lovely, smoking hot, pregnant, redheaded, libertarian wife, Stephanie. Hello. I am certainly happy. I'm in my, my new comfy maternity clothes. You're in your uh, pregnancy era, as the Taylor, right. as Taylor Swifties would say. I think one of the hardest things about being pregnant is saying goodbye to your beautiful, hot body. But once you do that, then you embrace the comfort of your maternity leggings. And it is wonderful. <laughs> and then you get all comfy and cozy and you get to wear all these clothes that are loose fitting. So it's all good. Let's keep it real here because like, when you got, since you've gotten pregnant, you know, four months ago, your body has gotten hotter. I think I'm in my prime right now. Yes, you're in yes. your you're in your uh, very hot with leggings era. I, I almost think that the baby is not growing in my belly, but somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, it's right where it's supposed to be. Welcome to the Wake Up America show, where we have lots of fun and we fight for economic freedom and personal liberty. That's what we're all about here on the show. How about you do us a favor? Click that like button and subscribe to the channel. We'd love to have you come back and join us here on the Regs. Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 a.m. Central Time, the Wake Up America show streams live. We've got a lot of fun, and we've got an extra special guest joining us live today. Dr. Bob Onder is going to be joining us. Baby P for Liberty? Who's this guest? No, we have all these announcements that we keep making. <laughs> That's how we keep it fun and keep people coming back here on the show. It's been a... Uh, it's been great. We've been um, we've been working on a lot of new things this week. Uh, people have really been enjoying the bonus content that we've been producing no. on the show. You know, release the eagle, release the dog, release the hounds and the bear. And yes. today is the pigeon. Today oh. we're going to release the pigeon. Release the pigeon. Yes. So we have a little bit of extra special bonus content for you today. So if we raise fifty dollars in Rumble Rants by the end of the show, you know the drill by now. If we do, then you get to see that extra bonus content that we produce just for you. If we don't raise fifty dollars by the end of the show, it goes away forever. Just Austin and I will be able to watch it by ourselves. Yeah, for sure. But we produce That's our Friday night viewing. We produce an extra special for you because we know that you guys love that bonus content. And don't forget, if you want to make a donation today, you can do so on rumble.com. Send us a rumble rant. Help us to keep the dream of liberty alive. Yeah. Do it for Taylor Swift. I don't think that's going to get us anything. <laughs> <laughs> Glad to have you here, Corey and Callie, Quest Fanning, David Lee, C.W. Hyatt, Drummer Goy, and Mighty Megatron. They were all enjoying the video game intro, the uh, Mike Tyson's punch out game thing that I made. You have been working so hard on those intro videos. I swear you are working literally for hours sometimes <laughs> on this at night i just hope people will like appreciate it first of all i love it i really enjoy it, it mm -hmm. and it is a lot of hard work but i always just like i picture what the audience is like if maybe especially if they're about my age if they were playing video games in the 1980s and 90s yeah then they're going to recognize a lot of these things and enjoy it and hopefully they get a little bit of extra special treat when they get to watch the show in the morning so it's really unique i mean nobody else is doing this most people mm -hmm. do thumbnails where it's just their face going <gasps> And then, you know, some background. <laughs> we've got uh, a lot of great content for you today up front. We've been talking about this this week, but Stephanie has been weighing in at home and we haven't been able to hear her opinion on the show. The the MAGA war brewing between uh, Donald Trump supporters and Taylor Swift supporters. So. I actually didn't really know that MAGA was really going after Taylor Swift as 
as much as they are, I more so was just like, why is everyone hating Taylor Swift in general? Yeah. But apparently MAGA hates her the most. Yeah, we've been talking about that a little bit this week, but uh, we need to hear from the ladies. And I know you like Taylor Swift. So even though she voted for Joe Biden. Keep music out of politics. Okay. (laughs) That's going to be a little tough, Stephanie. But (laughs) Give me a thumbs up if you actually played it in an arcade. Yes, absolutely. I did play it in an arcade. Um, the, uh, the next story that I have here is one that I kind of slipped in there at the last minute. Did you get a chance to read that Daily Mail article about Shane Gillis, Bud Light, uh, stepping in and funding this comedian to... Yeah, yeah. I, I did see that he's uh he's stepping in just to help them with their marketing. We watched remember we watched um his his Netflix special recently. I think it was really funny. Yes, it was. He caught me like he was talking about um the autism dating show, mm-hmm. which Love which at I first, was like, love at first retard. Oh uh, gosh, first down. What is it? Down, down with for, love. Down for love. Something like that. Down with love. Yes, but I was like, any comedian <laughs> that is up to date on the most current dating show, that is my comedian mm-hmm, for sure. Yes, C.W. Hyatt. Yes, Aladdin's Castle. I remember that. That's where I used to go and play games. They had an Aladdin's Castle at the Walmart Mega Center. You're probably too young to remember these, Stephanie, but for a brief time. In the late 80s and early 90s, they had, you know, Walmart super centers, but then they had Walmart mega centers. What is that? It was just like a shopping mall that was like all Walmart. And then they had like other stores and like an arcade and stuff in it. I don't know if Michigan had that. Probably not. The one that I went to was in Kansas City near Bannister Mall, where we used to all hang out as kids. And they had like an arcade in it and the Walmart mega center. So I don't know if anybody ever... Like you can like look it up, Google it. There were just these huge WalMarts. That's cool. Yeah, I only know like Super Walmart. I, I just remember when they added in the grocery section. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, there was also that was a Kmart. I get Kmart and Walmart mixed up when I was a child because I just remember Kmart. I don't remember Walmart when I was a kid. I remember both. I remember both. Um, Bud Light U turns on woke as it partners with comedian Shane Gillis who is notorious for his foul-mouthed, racist, and homophobic jokes, which means they're funny. Yeah, I mean, I thought he was funny. And usually I'm a little bit more sensitive about that stuff, but I'm, I was definitely entertained. So I don't I, so I don't want to put words in his mouth if it was my brother or not, but I think Justin and I got into like just like a disagreement a few weeks ago about this. We were talking about racist jokes, and we were at, and it was a question of whether or not racist jokes were funny. Uh, or racial jokes were funny, and I think that the answer is undoubtedly yes. I think that um, the Galifianakis dude, Zach Galifianakis, he said a racist joke the other day about Axe body spray. Yes, he's like, he's like, uh, I wear a lot of Axe uh, Axe body spray, but well, as they call it in the ghetto, uh, ask body spray. I know. And then he was like, "You'll only get this joke if you're racist." And then he like turned around at the black drummer mm-hmm. in the in the background and, and then he just like looked at him. Yes. But, I mean, I thought that was fun. You well, know, it was it was listen, it was just lighthearted. If, listen, if the thing is he's like a racist jokes, are they funny? Yes. Why? If you've never watched an Eddie Murphy special or a Richard Pryor special, from the 1980s or 90s and you're missing out right because they make lots of racist racist and racial jokes uh shane gillis they're this is they're attacking him the, th- the reason why this is news is because obviously they suffered a big boycott bud light from supporting transgender influencer dylan mulvaney oh, right? they're and, trying to rebuild and then the beer label suffered boycott and then they're coming out and they're saying oh well now we're trying to return to our roots 
Mm-hmm. Shane Gillis very much represents that. Racism. Racism. <laughs> Roots of racism. <laughs> and sexism. Misogyny. Yes, yes, yes. Is that what we're trying to go for now? Racist, sexist, misogynist. Those are the best jokes. Um, <laughs> anyways, Gillis, Shane Gillis, he actually, he's got an interesting story because he had gotten fired from SNL. Oh, I didn't know he was on that show. He was on it for like one episode. Oh, wow. He, uh, they, of course, the left came out and canceled him. He's a white male and he had made racial jokes. So they canceled him and fired him from the show like immediately. Isn't everything on SNL scripted? So it's like, wasn't he reading from note cards? It wasn't the things that, that, they that he wrote said for on him? SNL. It was things that he had tweets that he had made before. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Right. So, it was his own personal post. Exactly. And this is why SNL isn't funny anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, we've talked about this this week. We can get to it a little bit later. Um, bum, 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 bum. So yeah, we'll talk about that. Uh, we've got Nikki Haley says that Texas should like can succeed but they won't do you see that i was researching secession Mm -hmm. just to make sure i was on top of my constitution Mm -hmm. so i will we'll talk about is it really legal is it not legal what's allowed here you've got a thoroughly developed view on this one we'll get to it in a little bit because i I think a lot of people think one thing but legally it's actually something else right right so we'll get to it um uh, uh, oh javier malay is facing his first major challenge uh violent socialists have taken to the streets in argentina and come out and uh and are attempting to uh, basically have a coup to overthrow his regime it's the yerba mate community yeah did you read that article i sure did i was very interested in it because i i once tried to have a yerba mate business Mm -hmm. over 10 years ago Mm -hmm. in america but because of government regulations it was just so hard to even make something like that and put it in stores after you bottle it you have to have all these certifications yeah and we also last night was kind of a rough night for me um i've got no. a, i've got a pretty nasty cold that when i was getting like the shivers and the sweats last night so i was like alternating between like freezing and like really really hot and then really really cold and so i just couldn't sleep you know i took some, I, so I took nyquil but i just you know and you know nobody cares but we do care around 10 30 at night you weren't able to sleep either nope and so uh, all of a sudden, I woke up because I I heard you like kind of rooting around over there on the other side of the bed, and then you and then I thought for a second that I was dreaming because you, what what happened? Oh, because I I said to you because I heard you were moving around. I'm like, okay, he might be awake. So I was like, Javier Malay retweeted you because um I saw that somebody had bought our Afuera bomber jacket, mm-hmm. and then I went online. I was like, hmm. Is that something that we posted earlier? Because I always like to see the source of where our sales come from. And so I was like, oh, my gosh, people are saying he retweeted the bomber jacket. And then I go on. He not only retweeted the bomber jacket, but he, quote, retweeted it saying, what is it? Neighborhood, neighborhood legend. Neighborhood legend. So this is like this is a um, a an insult that was directed at Javier Malay when he was running for president. (laughs) That he was what's called a neighborhood phenomenon. Oh, neighborhood phenomenon. That's what he said in Spanish. Right. And what that meant was that he doesn't really have widespread uh, support. He only is like a neighborhood phenomenon. He's more local. He's more local. Gotcha. So yesterday he saw this Viva La Libertad Carajo jacket that I had created and he retweets it with that joke, neighborhood phenomenon, right? Because, you know, he's an international international celebrity now. Now he's an international phenomenon. 
Thanks to us. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, thanks to us. Yes, thank you. You're welcome, Javier. He only went international on the Wake Up America show. And obviously, everybody was really excited to see that he had retweeted me and, and tweeted the, the jacket. We sold a couple of them last night. Thank you, Kermode Bear. And he a was mug. Very, and a, oh, some mugs and hoodies. But he not only did all this, this retweeting. This is the big news. This is the big news. This is the big news. You ready? Here we go. Drum roll. Drum roll. Let's hear it. Oh, can I say? Yeah, you go. Ahead. Oh, I was going to let you no, go say ahead. the special news. So we have yet another announcement. Javier Malay follows Austin Peterson on X. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Viva la libertad, carajo. Before he was just basically stalking Austin and all of his posts, but now he actually follows him. Yeah, it was actually kind of it was kind of frustrating there for a few weeks because ever since Christmas, he's been retweeting me regularly and liking my posts, and he's like, he's not following me. Which means that he's like, you know, just seeing my posts in like the Twitter feed and he's liking them and, and retweeting them. But yesterday, after he shared the uh, Afuera jacket, then he followed me on Twitter, which means now I can slide into his DMs. Oh, you couldn't send him a DM before that. Oh, and he only follows like 1.1 thousand people. I, I mean, I was kind of looking at his list yeah. Just, to, yeah, yeah. just to see. He only follows a thousand people and now it's like a thousand and one. It's AP for the day. Yeah. Woo. I mean, that's pretty huge. So now the big question is, and I wonder what our listeners like would say is, how do I like make the approach? You know, when I slide into the DMs and I'm like, Cavo, you know, let's let's hang out. Let's go down. Let's take your girlfriend. I'll bring my wife. We'll go to Buenos Aires. We'll do a little tango, we'll do a little dance, have a little asado barbecue. What do you say? I don't know. When you slide into a man's DMs, do you have to do it like how you do it for women where you have to just pretend you don't care? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. If you're like, yo, Havo, saw you followed me. You know, that's cool. Appreciate it. You know, I'd love to send you some of my Javier gear down there, you know, like just maybe send me an address and stuff. And I promise not to stalk you or stand outside your window and <laughs> in the rain and right. look inside and see what's going on. <laughs> just have a standoff and wait for him to DM you. Yeah, I know. I don't know. Maybe we'll see. But uh, anyways, we got to give it up for Javier Malay. He's standing up. He's fighting the good fight for liberty. That man never sleeps. He was posting photos this morning. But you know what? We were awake at the same time as him. And we're awake again when he's awake. So I guess we don't sleep either. Yeah, exactly. We have the same time schedule. I've got these videos here that I'm playing right now. showing some of the protests of leftists, uh, violent leftists taking to the streets, attacking police trying to overthrow the democratically elected government of Javier Malay. They're using violent resistance. You know why? Because they're upset about losing their entitlements. We need to do this here. Absolutely. I mean, that Yerba Mate uh, lady, she apparently in off season, they get government money to support themselves. Mm -hmm. It's like welfare, essentially. And so she's upset because her welfare is being taken away. And she's like, harvest season is not until March. Mm-hmm. How am I going to make money? Well, gee, you're Bamate Harvester. Maybe you should get another job. Yeah, get another job, you stupid idiot. Maybe like, you should work for Instacart. I mean, I don't know if they have that down there, but. <laughs> well, they will be soon. They will be soon. When people don't have government money, they're like, what do I do? There's no options. And sure, maybe down there, there are no options. I don't know what the job market is like. Are there a lot of jobs that you can apply for down there? No, probably not. I mean, right. So maybe she is in a predicament. The thing is, is that the uh, the economic situation down there was bad and it's getting worse. And Javier said when he got elected that it is going to get worse for a little while before it gets better. Yeah. Because the truth is, is that it's like, you know, he, they've got a bullet wound that they've just been slapping Band-Aids on over for years. 
So he's got to go in there and perform economic surgery. He's got to go in and he's got to make massive changes to their and reform their government in order for them to get through it. It's like, you know, a surgery is going to do a lot of, of damage in cutting you up and, you know, slicing through, you know, sawing up your bones. And then afterwards, you start the process of recovery. I know. I think if this happened in America, where people's welfare was taken away, I think the leftists would be uprising as well. Yeah, no, for sure. But I mean, we need to do this here. We need to do this here in the United States. We need to well, we need to reform entitlements. We need to reform regulations and we need to cut government and cut government spending. What, you know, whatever it takes, we've got to do it in order for us to have our own economic miracle. Because honestly, if Javier Malay's agenda is is successful and it accomplishes, you know, everything that our wildest dreams has hoped, you know, they're going to leave us behind because Argentina is a very strong country. They're the eighth largest country in the world. They've got one of the biggest economies in the world. They have one of they they have an opportunity to go back to like a situation where they could actually outpace the United States like they were in the early 1900s. I mean, I obviously I'm America first and I want to see America, you know, be the best in the world, but that doesn't mean I don't wish ill will towards other countries. I'd like to see Javier Malay's Argentina succeed because, you know, it'd be nice to have another economic partner in South America. God knows we need it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's just it's so hard to convince the leftists that everything will be okay and they just need to need to keep going. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just keep keep having hope that things will get better. People are not patient. Yeah, they're not. Well, uh, um, it's February the second, and that means that Valentine's Day is fast approaching. It is a little it is a little bit too late for people to be able to get the Viva la Libertad Carajo necklace in time. Right. However, if you have, you know, if you're the type of person who, you know, doesn't mind getting a little bit of a, a late gift, then I highly recommend our necklace. We sold a few of these and shipped Very them cool. out. Yeah. Viva la Libertad Carajo. Somebody uh, bought one of our Javier Malay canvas prints and it wasn't just me. <laughs> oh, yes. Yesterday, that video game one. Mm-hmm, yeah. The uh, the Metal Gear one. Uh, and then, of course, the hoodies sell like crazy as well as the um, the mugs people really like. And somebody was like requesting a s- special request for. Uh, Javier Malay shirt. So stickers. Let's see, what could they get by Valentine's Day? I mean, I would say most of the t-shirts they could probably get by Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. If you want a keychain, a gun keychain, you can absolutely do that. If you want a 3D printed Buddha, Founding <laughs> Father's Buddha, we can definitely do that by Valentine's Day. There's certain things that we have more control over in terms of the shipping. There you go. All right. Well, all right. Let's get back to the news. Easy for LibertyShop.com. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. Uh, let's see. We've got a lot of big news stories we want to hit today. CNN pulling out the stops. Uh, OnlyFans mom, we're going to get to that. Work-life balance for millennials. Dr. Bob Ondra will be joining us at 8.30 today. I'm With excited. a special announcement. Yes, and I'm, I'm very excited for that. So shall we go ahead and hit the big story today? Swift, Taylor Swift versus MAGA Wars. Um, let's hit it. All right. This is Ooh, it. So, hit it. That's yeah. a double entendre. Trump's uh, former President Trump supporters are going after Taylor Swift amid chatter about whether the superstar could wait into the 2024 election with a coveted endorsement for President Biden. So conservatives in both traditional and social media have been launching theories against the pop star. Uh, Trump, who's usually not spy, <laughs> shy about speaking his opinion, obviously. He's mostly stayed out of the fray, though Rolling Stone reported that the former president's allies are pledging a holy war against Swift. Vivek Ramaswamy, perhaps the most high-profile Republican, stoking theories the NFL is rigging football games 
for Swift's Kansas City bow as Democrats look for her endorsement. Kind of disappointed in Vivek on this one. Vivek, come yeah. on. Like these conspiracy theories. <sighs> we don't want to show people how crazy we really are. Yes, we do. You know, we can't we just we can't have anything nice anymore. It is, and it's they're jealous of Kansas City. They're jealous of of Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Yeah. And the people who are really upset with her are people who are like, you know, the anti-vaxxer crowd and stuff because Travis Kelsey is a shill for Pfizer, which that's true. Love it or hate it. You know, like that's his choice. Right. Take the money. I I, I imagine that per every conspiratard who is angry at, at Travis Kelsey like that would probably have a hard time turning down 15 to 30 million dollars. They'd probably I would put on a Pfizer Band-Aid. <laughs> if they carry fifteen to thirty million dollars to be put on, sell out. Um, I was never. I never. I never bought in. I was never an anti-vaxer. So like, <laughs> and that, that's kind of the fun part of all this is that, like, like for example, there's this other like conspiratard chick who's uh, who's attacking Javier Malay this morning. Oh, really? Yeah, for his for his economic agenda. Mm -hmm. She's uh, she's one of those nat cons, national conservative types who like they're against. They're conservatives who are against free markets. What? Uh, yeah. So, anyways, let me let me read this to you because it's that's it's, something new. No, it's it's unfortunately it's not new. They're 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 progressive Republicans, is what they are. They're like uh -huh. they're um what you call Christian Democrats in a sense. So so she says uh, this is Z Media a uh, Z Media official is she's like recently I covered how Javier Malay backflipped on his campaign promise to exit the Paris Agreement and how his speech at the WEF indicated he may actually be accelerating the Great Reset through privatization that supports businesses that support Agenda 2030. Oh, my God. No. no. God. Privatization. No, God, please. No. Oh. no. So she's only conservative no. because she's no. pro-life and anti-drug. She's a goddamn mother retard is what she is she's an economic illiterate right she's got the she's got the bible quote in her in her, in her uh bio right she says in seven weeks millet has wiped out or amended some 300 regulations by emergency decree oh my god well yes he has regulations oh no what about the mothers and the children <laughs> he's dropped laws that regulate argentina's rental market and supermarket supplies he devalued Argentina's currency by 54%. Honey, that was already happening. That was already going on. He slashed state subsidies for fuel and transport, you know? Yeah, he's slashing the subsidies for the Yerba Mate community as well. Yeah. Which is good. He also removed restrictions on the privatization of state enterprises, which some warn are opening the door to the sale of natural resources to big businesses. Oh no! Oh no! Yeah, big business. You Nobody can't have likes big that. businesses buying things. You right. can't. We don't want the corporations to be able to produce the yerba mate and yeah. nobody else. We want the government to produce the yerba mate, right. right? We want the government to produce the phones. We want the government to produce the social media companies. Never take advantage of us. Why would they do that? Yes, the government will keep us safe, right? We need lots of regulations. Oh, by the way, I'm a conservative. What a Dard. Yeah, I'm, I'm just really confused how she can call herself a conservative. It, it, it's really messing with my head. There, well, here's the thing. So so the, the right has gone very hard into cons conspiracy theories in the last 10 years. And so uh, what happens is that a lot of these conspiracy theories they pull are, are um, the real conspiracy is that a lot of these conspiracy theories are foreign intelligence operations. Uh, and they play on especially, especially people who are very superstitious, 
They, like Vivek? Um, well, you know... <laughs> Apparently he is now. Well, on the Chiefs thing, I think the, the the reason why I think Vivek said that is just because he's no longer a candidate, so he doesn't get as much attention anymore. Yeah. So I think he's probably saying things like that in order to kind of stay relevant, which is, mm-hmm. is that's just how it is. I mean, I, I still hope that he becomes the VP. Probably a, a very low chance of something like that happening, but, you know, honestly, so... Um, so, yeah, she's... Anyways, I, I just am so tired of these, like these national socialists, right? They're just fucking tired of them, man. Right. Yeah, because she's very economically liberal, Mm -hmm. which is really the opposite of what I think a conservative is. So she's the, basically she's the complete opposite of what a libertarian is, right? Correct. So meaning that she's socially conservative and fiscally liberal. Yeah. Which is basically the opposite of us. She's an anti-libertarian. She's basically anti-liberty, right? Correct. Because like wiping out regulations is libertarian. She's opposed to that. Dropping laws that regulate the rental market and supermarket supplies is libertarian. And who is she voting for? Does she like Trump? I don't know. You know, maybe. I haven't sat down and She's probably and an followed. RFK fan. Yeah. I could see that. Journalist and founder of Z Media. Share the truth at whatever the cost. And then some guy, the reason why I found her is because I saw this other guy was like recording. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's the, the Jew hate, right? He says he didn't see that coming when he flew to the New York Cemetery to visit a grave of a Kabbalah wizard. In seven, seven weeks, Javier Malay, Zionist Jew shill, has devalued Argentina's currency by 54%. Food and rent has become unaffordable. Nazis are all have always been very anti-capitalist, Stephanie. <laughs> You're making that face. Oh, yes. Well, I mean, look at Germany, mm-hmm. Nazi Germany. Yes. I, always, I always had a saying that not all um, conspiracy theorists are Nazis, mm-hmm. but all Nazis are conspiracy theorists. Yes. Right. So if you had a Venn diagram, right. So, but uh, anyway, so I just, I love seeing these people exposing themselves for being the shit leftists that they are in attacking Javier Malay because they have no understanding of economics, no understanding of free markets. Uh, I say, viva la libertad, carajo. Yeah, afuera. Afuera. Now we know like a few Spanish words. Yeah, <laughs> we do. Yes. So, yeah. So this whole Taylor Swift thing. Yes. Back to Taylor. I was, I was looking up all of the different celebrities and musicians that back Biden. Mm-hmm. And if people feel so threatened by Taylor Swift, then they should look out for Leonardo DiCaprio. They should look out for here. I have the full list of basically all the actors and actresses. Jennifer Aniston, George Clooney. Well, yes, but here's the problem with that line of thinking, though, Stephanie. Taylor Swift is like the number one celebrity in the world. She is. So, like, there, there's a special sort of like fear that people have about her rallying the Swifties against Donald Trump. You know, right? So it's like the Republicans are upset at how great the marketing efforts are mm-hmm. for Taylor Swift. Yes. They feel so threatened by her. If you feel that threatened by her, then try to get a celebrity to back Trump. Well, here's the thing. I was reading also the celebrities that back Trump. There are celebrities that back Trump. Do you have the list? They're really not that great. Oh, no. They're not as great compared to Taylor Swift. Yeah, celebrities have always been kind of leftards, you know. Here, okay. We have, like, the names are just not that. Brett Brett Favre. Brett Favre, Favre, yes. Brett Favre. Uh, And then Dennis Quaid. 
I mean, oh, I love Dennis Quaid. He's crazy yeah. as, as hell, but he's funny. I like Dennis Quaid. <laughs> uh, Jason Aldean. Okay, so maybe Jason like Aldean could Aldean. come out with a new country record, and maybe he could become the next Taylor Swift for Trump. Try that there in a go. small town. At Caviezel? Jim Caviezel. I, yeah, but like these are freedom. not... They're oh, more like, sound of freedom. Yeah, they're more yes. like they're more like uh, B-listers. Yeah, like B-listers, these B-listers. are not people that are really out there and working it. Okay, mm-hmm. so you know what? I'm sorry, Republicans, but you just got to find cooler people to support you. Mm-hmm. Remember when Kelly Clarkson loved Ron Paul and she announced that publicly, that and got everyone her in trouble. hated her. That got her in trouble. Yeah, that got her in trouble because remember she actually rescinded that. Oh, did she? Yeah, she did. It was like a couple weeks later because she got such a backlash because he was a Republican. Poor girl. I was reading, though, that she did sell more records because of that announcement. Mm -hmm. It was the libertarian buying that was helping her. Mm -hmm, For sure. Yeah. So it's just... So silly. I mean, this is just pure jealousy. Mm-hmm. You know, we we should reset and uh, read a little comment from our friend Tony Martinez. What's up, Tony? Hi, Tony. Nice to see you, bud. He says, "Right on, Austin." It's pretty pathetic that they criticize Malay for being impacted by the book "Towards a Meaningful Life" by Rabbi Jacobson. Yes, for sure. Uh, we'd love to earn your like and subscribe to the channel if you're just tuning into the Wake Up America Show. I'm Austin Peterson. This lovely, smoking hot, redheaded libertarian wifey sitting to my left is Stephanie Peterson. Give it up for Steffi. Good morning. Yes. She's joining us here live. She always joins us on Freedom Family Friday, and we are going to have a baby. That's right. Very Not sad. just a Dutch baby. Not just a Dutch baby or a Dutch oven like last night. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're going to have a beautiful baby boy or girl. Do we know? We have no idea. Mm, we have no idea. No clue. Okay, well, we're going to see in how many weeks? Oh, well, I'm 14 weeks. Mm-hmm. So we're going to see in six weeks around week 20. That's when the ultrasound is where you're going to see all the hands and feet and and the uh, little genitals. Mm. <laughs> so we'll find out boy or girl here in just a few weeks. So not too far. It's so funny. Away. Everybody's asking me and it's like, I'll tell you. I just don't know. We'll let you know. We'll let you know. Oh, also, by the way, don't forget that we are playing a game today. If you'd like to unlock some bonus content for the show, send in your Rumble rants. We got a dollar from Quest Fanning. We got $49 more to go. Oh, thank you very much, Quest. So we want to unleash the pigeon. So today's bonus content is the pigeon. If you'd like to unleash the pigeon of freedom, then you've got to make a Rumble rant donation today. We'd like to earn $50 by the end of the show. And if we can, then we will unleash the pigeon. We've got some extra special bonus content that we've been running for you this week. And so far, every day, we have hit our goals. Yeah. People just love surprises. They just have to know. Yes. we've. Yeah, I'm sure you guys are going to love it, too. It's an extra special bit of bonus content for you. And if we don't get the Rumble Ranch by the end of the show today, it does go no, away. So. God! So send in your Rumble Rant donations right now. Help us to get to our total of $50 by the end of the show. And if we hit it, then we will unleash the pigeon. We've got lots of great content still. Senator and Dr. Bob Onder will be joining us today. He is. He is at our wedding. He's a good friend. He's got a very special announcement that he's going to make today on the show at 830 a.m. Central Time. So you want to make sure that you either stick around for that or come back and hear it. If you'd like to hear from Dr. Bob and what he's got going on. Former state senator here in the in the state of Missouri, pulmonary um, uh, pulmonary doctor, and uh, we're looking forward to uh, hearing from him today at eight thirty a.m. Central. It's interesting to me that a lot of politicians are doctors. 
Ron Paul, Rand Paul. Oh, what was it? Herman Cain? He's no, no, no. Uh, ben Carson. Ben Carson. I get you always get them confused. That's funny. It's because they're black. I know. I'm you, sorry. My wife is so racist. One of them is Godfather's Pizza. Happy, Herman Cain. Happy Black History Month. Quest fan. Oh, is, is it Black History Month? <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. I'm so embarrassed. That's okay, Stephanie. I love black people. <laughs> Bus Fanning dropped another $5 in the tip jar and says, yes. it's a boy. Yeah. And what a boy. You know what's so funny? Every single person I've talked to thus far, my mother was just talking to Liz Fanning Press last night. This, she was? This girl that I met at my sister's kid's birthday party. Everybody's saying we're having a boy. Everybody. So it'll be really interesting if that's what happens. I'm trying not to like get my expectations set for anything right now. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm just like, you know, got a foot in both camps. If it's a boy, great. If it's a girl, great. Either way, we're going to love them the same. So it's for pink and blue. Yes, that's right. And green, just in case they're transgender. <laughs> there you go. They're not going to be transgender. <laughs> That'll be the nice thing about our kid is that they're definitely not going to have any confusion about their genders for sure. So <laughs> uh, thank you to Quest. We have raised $6 towards our $50 goal. By, by the end of the show, if we hit that goal, then we will unleash the pigeon. We're very excited. The freedom pigeon. It's going to be fun. Uh, let's see. And then Dr. Bob, what else have we got here for you? All right. We ready to talk about Bud Light again? Yes. Okay. Here it is. So Bud Light U-turns on Woke as it partners with comedian Shane Gillis, uh, this is how the Daily Mail describes it, who is notorious for foul-mouthed, racist, and homophobic jokes after campaign starring trans influencer Dylan Mulvaney sparked a boycott. So, comedian Shane Gillis and Bud Light have announced a partnership with each other. This comes after the transgender influencer Dylan Mulvaney backlash and Gillis had been fired from SNL because he made videos of him making racial and homophobic comments, according to the left. I don't know how quickly people are going to trust Bud Light again. It's going to take a long time for them to convince everyone. How can they just like flip flop like this? Uh, well, you know what? That's what money will do, right? This is like this is the quintessential tale. Go woke, go broke. Uh -huh. And it's funny because I was on uh, Breitbart's Instagram page the other day and they had posted it and they were actually attacking Shane Gillis. Hmm. For taking the money from uh, Bud Light. Is Breitbart, what kind of, do they They're, sway left, right? No, no. Breitbart is a right wing. They're kind of like a hard right um, uh, website, right? They oh, have, so they're saying he's a sellout. Yeah, they're saying that, he, that Shane Gillis is a sellout, essentially, for mm -hmm. taking the money from Bud Light. But here, so here's the headline. Here's how Bre Breitbart wrote it. They said, desperation. Bud Light tries partnering with canceled comedian shane gillis to get mulvaney's stink off brand shane gillis is the latest celeb to cash in with extreme left anheuser bush which has quietly worked to demonetize conservative media for years gillis is the latest act of desperation by woke bud light to try and spin conservative consumers to return to the woke brand in the wake of its transgender political stunt which resulted in one of the worst brand pr fiascos in advertising history oh my god it's just the fire and fury i mean again if the money is there it would be hard to turn it down get that money get that money i say that to my libertarian and my conservative friends like they just they they principle themselves into a hole like i'm so tired of povertarianism right i'm so mm -hmm. sick of 
people on the right, they, they, they're making quote unquote principled stands. And it's like, you know, here's the thing. If a communist wants to buy a box of founding flavors coffee, yeah. what are we going to do? Say no? No, we're not going to sell it to you, right? We're not going to take your money. Right, right. Or if a Nazi says bake a cake or, you know, if they want to buy some of our coffee. Right. We can we can buy it. We, we can sell it. We cannot sell it. It's up to us. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, what are we going to do? We're going to take their money and what are we going to spend it on? Jewish jewelry. <laughs> Gold. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if a Nazi buys from us, we are going to be purchasing gold. So no, Probably not. <laughs> We're probably going to spend it on liberty, right? We're probably going to spend it on spreading the ideas of liberty. Levin 214. Zing them a little bit if they knew it was going to Jewish purposes. Yes. Levin 214 just dropped $45 in the tip jar. So we just made it. We made it. We're releasing the pigeon. We're going to release the pigeon. So when do you release the pigeon? We're going to go ahead and release the pigeon right now. It's like instant. It is, yes. Unlocking it. We'll be right back. Hope you enjoy it. We'll be right back on the Wake Up America show at wakeupamericashow.com. The story of Cher Ami, hero homing pigeon of World War I. Cher Ami was a military homing pigeon and a hero of World War I, now part of the Smithsonian Institution. He was a black check cock pigeon donated by the British to the U.S. Army Signal Corps in 1918 and played a crucial role during the Meuse-Argonne Offensive. Cher Ami delivered a vital message from the Lost Battalion, saving nearly 200 soldiers by flying through enemy lines despite severe injuries. Despite being shot and badly wounded, Cher Ami's determination ensured the message that stopped friendly fire reached its destination, saving lives. After his mission, Cherami's injuries led to the amputation of his right leg, ending his military service but earning him the French Croix de Guerre for bravery. Cherami returned to the U.S. to widespread acclaim but succumbed to his injuries in 1919. His remains were preserved and displayed by the Smithsonian. Posthumously, Cherami received multiple honors, including induction into the Racing Pigeon Hall of Fame and the Animals in War and Peace Medal of Bravery. Recent DNA testing by the Smithsonian confirmed Cher Ami's sex as male, resolving long-standing uncertainty about the pigeon's gender. Cher Ami's story is a testament to the bravery and service of animals in warfare, showcased in the National Museum of American History's exhibition on military history. Good morning, Rise in Freedom. I'm Austin Peterson. You're watching and listening to the Wake Up America Show at wakeupamericashow.com. Happy Friday. Feeling good? Great. Hope you're enjoying the show so far. If you are, click like and subscribe to the channel. Come back and join us here every Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. Central Time. The Wake Up America Show streams right to your front door. So join us here, 7 a.m. Central. Some people like to join us for the whole show. Other people like to pop in and out. We like to make it fun. We have lots of great content, great clips, and of course, great regular guests. On Friday, we call it Freedom Family Friday. Unfortunately, no Justin Peterson today. Yeah, yeah, he had to go to New York. He's going to go see a Broadway show. Yeah, he's going to go see a Broadway show today. Joining us live in studio, though, that sweet little voice that you're hearing over there is my wife, Stephanie Peterson. My wife. My wife. Hello. Hello. Stephanie, how are we feeling today? I'm feeling pregnant, but not really. I feel great. (laughs) Yeah, everyone asks me, how are you feeling? And I'm like, I feel so normal. I like have no symptoms. It's wonderful. Yeah, Dr. Bob Onder, who's going to be joining us here in uh, about uh, 40 minutes, he was asking, you know, about um, 
you know, how you're feeling. Because he was like, most women, their very first pregnancy is usually the hardest. Really? Yeah, like with the morning sickness and things like that. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I did have food aversions where I was like really turned off by things. Or like I started coughing when I would smell steak cooking or, or pancake smoke from the griddle. But it, it wasn't like as severe as people make it out to be. Yeah, it's um, it's funny because uh, you know you you're always like, oh, I'm not hungry. I'll just have a salad, and then I go and I get. I'm like, well, they don't have. It. I go, I gotta. Can I just get you a cheese pizza? You're like, fine. I'll just pick at it. That was at the airport. And oh, it, the best cheese pizza ever in Phoenix. Yeah, and you're like, and you're like, I'll just pick at it a little bit, and then I like, tur- I like turned away, and I turned back. And then that pizza was gone, man. It was. You can always entice me with pizza, especially the Pizza Hut personalized pizzas. Those are amazing. It's funny because the Pizza the Pizza Hut personal pan pizzas. I started my diet back up this year. Mm-hmm. The Pizza Hut personal pan pizzas are in my diet, like within like my budget of calories. Because so. they're like six hundred something calories. Yeah. So and you measured out that a salad and soup is also six hundred something calories. Yeah. 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 So yesterday I had for lunch salad and and a soup, mm-hmm. uh, and I measured it out. It was six hundred and fifty calories. And then when you go, if you go get a personal pan pizza from Pizza Hut, then it's six hundred and fifty calories. Which is like if you're gonna eat like lunch, just six hundred and fifty calories is what you want to go for, right? That's kind mm. of like that's the target in order to have, have a calorie deficit for the day. So, but I think that there's something to nutritional value, right? Right. I mean, vegetables have to give you a little bit more of an oomph than cheese and bread. Right. You need the you need the vitamins that you're going to get mm-hmm. in veggies and meats and different things like that. So anyways, how's your uh, New Year's resolutions going? You guys sticking with them? Uh, I mean, I'm gaining weight, unfortunately. Oh, well, yeah. You're gaining weight, but that's because you got a baby in you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can be fat. I'm allowed. Yep. Uh, Joni Rankin saying, uh, Steffi, any unusual cravings? Oh, well, at first, in the very, very beginning, I remember I told Austin, I'm craving things from my childhood. Like I used to love French toast and I, I haven't gotten that at a restaurant in a long time, but I started getting that at restaurants. I've always loved my beans and weenies. Beanie weenies. My, my kosher hot dogs with weenies. So that that's always a must have. Yeah, Mighty Megatron calls it uh, not Pizza Hut, but Pizza Slut. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, but no, no other really weird cravings. Mostly in the beginning, it was just a lot of comfort food. Like I basically craved pizza a lot. Mm-hmm. That that made me feel good. Yeah, we got a little bit of breaking news this morning. Let's go ahead and tune in here. The cold and weather snowfall may soon come to an end. Punxsutawney Phil, the 132-year-old world-famous groundhog, failed to see his shadow when he was abruptly woken from his sleep in Gobbler's Knob in western Pennsylvania early on Friday. Had he seen it, that would have spelled six more weeks of winter. Uh, But don't get out the bathing suits yet. Phil has only been accurate about 40% of the time over the past 100 years. if he doesn't see his shadow, then that means that spring is going to be later or sooner? So spring is going to be sooner. So so he failed to see his shadow, which means that we are going to have a... Early spring. Early spring. Yes. I mean, this morning was so mild outside. It's It's been in the 50s and even low 60s here in Missouri mm-hmm. this week, which yes. is fabulous. That's yeah. why I love living here. Yeah. And in, in the last 10 years, though, Punxsutawney Phil has only been right three times. 
in 2014, 2016, and 2020. But that uh, hasn't stopped people from still going and enjoying the groundhog, trying to see if he sees his shadow, right? So more than 20,000 people show up to this event to see the little furry prognosticator, right? At, <laughs> at, at, uh, at Gobbler's Knob. And it's a city that we have here in Missouri. Don't we have like a gobble something or another where the strip club is in Missouri? <laughs> There's like this really dunk on the side of the highway, like strip club, and it's near like a gobble noster. Nobble noster. Yes. There you go. <laughs> See, we've got a we've got a groundhog area. Nob noster. Gobbler's knob. And then uh yeah, I know. <laughs> And then uh, in in Missouri we have Knob Noster, but That's right. yes, but uh, it's not the same thing. So <laughs> different. All right. So this this ritual dates back to 1887, according to the Punxsutawney Groundhog Club. So it's the same groundhog from 1887. That has it is the same groundhog from 1887. Yes, that's correct. And it it's has like Lassie. How they kept replacing Lassie over and over again. <laughs> no, no, no. Layla, quit picking your nose. It has its origins in the February 2nd holiday of Candlemas in Europe, where Christians would take candles to a church to have them blessed. A popular English folk song declared that winter will have another flight if conditions on Candlemas were fair and bright. The song's interpretation of the holiday became accepted throughout most of Europe until it reached Germany, where a hedgehog became part of the tradition and a second winter would be expected if it saw its shadow on Candlemoss. Punxsutawney say, uh, organizers say on its website, as German settlers came to what is now the United States, so too came their traditions and folklore. With the absence of hedgehogs in the United States, a similar hibernating animal was chosen. So there it is. So the first mention was it, yeah, the first mention of it was in a newspaper in 1886. Mm. Then in 1887, they had the first official event at Gobbler's knob. Mm. Mm -hmm. Goodness. We're all conspiracy theorists. Well, we all are superstitious. Right? Yes. Uh, isn't a knob gobbler a diss, says Quest Fanning? Yes, thank you. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not even going to get into that. I think that would get a little hairy. <laughs> yes. Oh, and the uh, strip club that you're thinking of in, in Knob Noster <laughs> is called... I think the Fantasy Ranch. Yes, the Fantasy Ranch. The Fantasy That's Ranch. Right. It, used right. be, it used to be called like the Moonlight Bunny Fantasy Ranch <laughs> when I was growing up as a kid. And it's basically like a long tin shack. That's right. With a tin roof shack, a long tin roof shack called like the Midnight Fantasy Ranch or something now. And it looks scary. Like it looks like a place where you're going to go and you're going to get stabbed. They probably have like hay on the ground and the girl is wearing a cowboy hat mm -hmm. i could see it being like country themed she's got cowboy boots i wouldn't know uh it looks horrible and disgusting and creepy and i'm going to stay away from such things. farm animals dancing around in the what are they doing with the farm animals i don't want to know hey man weird stuff happens in rural areas if you're just tuning into the wake up america show will you do us a favor and click that like button and subscribe Click that subscribe in there. Sit a 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 sit a
dropping off her kids at school with the OnlyFans sticker on the back of her vehicle. I was reading a little bit of it, and it reminded me of back in the day when all the all the moms had the Mary Kay sticker on the back of their car because they would sell makeup product. Mm-hmm. Did you remember that? Like, did you know a lot of suburban moms that sold Mary Kay products? I knew. I mean, there's a lot of MLM people out there. Yeah. So it's like, that's what it reminded me of. Back in the day, we never had the OnlyFans kind of stuff. So this is very different. Mm -hmm. I'd be embarrassed if that was my mom. So here's the story. Angry parents in Lake County are taking on the online platform OnlyFans, where creators are able to sell the content they produce directly to individual subscribers, kind of like what we do here. Mm -hmm. Uh, The platform is best known for hosting adult content, but it can be used by other creators as well. What is this other creator thing? Could we be on OnlyFans and do the Wake Up America show? In theory, yeah. Oh, maybe we could become a success there. There's a bit of a stigma for us in the, you know, right wing, you know, media sphere. We we may not be um, the uh, evangelical right, but we've, (laughs) we've got a be friends with them because they're part of our right wing. Um, they're part of our right wing alliance. So it would be like pulling a Bud Light. Yeah, yeah. We can, we can, we can poke them every once in a while. Mm-hmm. But like, I think you know, if we were on OnlyFans, that might be a bridge too far. <laughs> Just be curious to see all of the different kinds of shows on OnlyFans. Like, isn't it mostly sexual stuff? I would yes. assume. Yes, yes. That's what it's known for. Yes. Come Lo- on now. Local mom Michelle Klein says she put a reference to her OnlyFans account on her car to try and draw more attention to her business. Uh, but what, that wasn't the only thing the ad attracted at her children's Christian school. Mm. Come on now, Christian mama. Where are your values? Dude, like Christian, Is she married? Christian moms are like the horniest. I'm not going to lie. Like they, Probably they, so. They totally are. They totally oh. are. Klein says it sparked a fight at the school over her side job, and she's since been forced to drop her kids off across the street from the school. So they had a flurry of Facebook messages, TikTok videos, and other complaints that soon took the front pew at Liberty Christian Preparatory School in Tavares. Oh, my God. What state is this, I wonder? Uh, I think it's Florida. Yes. Uh, So it says it's not just a tiny emblem on the back of a car, one parent said. It's taking up the entire back windshield. Oh, that is so embarrassing. Does it have like her website link on it? Yeah. Oh, gross. Yeah, it's taking up the entire back windshield of two vehicles. Uh, Her husband's vehicle, too. He's probably advertising uh, for. I doubt. uh, Bro, (laughs) dad is not in the picture, I would think, if she's doing this kind of stuff. At least. There's no real man in that house. Is there a photo of her on the website? Um, you could probably find it. I didn't Google it. What do you think? What, could, what do you think I am here? Hmm? I mean, I'm really curious just to see how cute she is. I'm you not, know, I'm, like, is she worthy of having an OnlyFans? I'm not having that in my Google search. Here we are. It's not just a little tiny emblem. She says so. Thomas is one of several Liberty Christian parents who want the ads to stay off campus. Okay, so here's her name online. Klein. She goes by the name Piper Fawn. Oh, I got to look her up. Piper Fawn. Okay, here Better we go, you. guys. Better you than me. Leave it to me. But says OnlyFans is just another legitimate business and a way of life for her. Oh, Ariel Piper Fawn? Oh, she does, oh, have, she she does have a husband. She does. Crap. My husband and I had this. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah. She's ugly. Hey, let me see. Wait. Let me see. Let me see. Like this lady. Everybody else is. Her. Oh, God. She's red hair, but it's it looks like a wig. Good God. No, maybe that's the wrong lady, but it says stuff no. about sex things. No, that's her. Yeah. 
yeah she has to work really hard to um to like make herself look somewhat presentable she can make a lot of money on OnlyFans. that's impressive yeah that's what she's bringing to the table here gosh she's kind of got the meth head you know what i mean where it's like very 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 slender yes she so she says my husband and i had this you know behind closed doors lifestyle that we've now decided to share However, not all parents want what Klein is sharing shared at the school. Right? School officials responded by telling Klein not to use the main entrance to the school and instead drop her kids off across the street. I was forced to have it uh, to have to take it off or not come on campus. Some parents of the school say oh. there's a simple solution. Just Here remove she the decal. Blonde. Let me see. Okay, this is her on a website. Okay. She apparently has blonde hair and red hair. She's got the stupid tattoos. Like this is like this is your average Christian chick in America She's these days. The Fantasy Ranch in Missouri. Uh, my mom's a slut sticker on the kids' backpack. <laughs> I feel so bad for children sorry, nowadays. Sorry for the for the for the language, Layla. My bad. Well, I know we do have kids who listen to the show. We'll try and keep it PG thirteen. So, uh, anyways, um, I just I remember like when I used to watch the Maury Povich show. And there would be kids that would go on there and it would be all about trying to get their mom a makeover because their mom dresses so scandalously. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know, and then when the mom comes out in these professional clothes, the kids are like sobbing and they're like, think about what this is doing to the children when the mother is just not being a good example. Mm. The kids are embarrassed. They're disturbed by this. So here's the thing. So she she takes her kids to a Christian school. All right. And, and she takes and she's advertising for you know, adult content at like while she's at the Christian school. So now like all the kids can see the ad. And if they want to go see, you know, Piper Fawn, probably Googling her like I am. I feel bad for the children, man, because like her kids have got to be embarrassed by that. Like, can you imagine your kids finding your adult content one day? Like, isn't wouldn't that be like the biggest nightmare you could have? I I would think probably not for her. I know that would be horrible. I mean, sure. Like I know we watched a Pamela Anderson documentary before and I think she talked about like her kids, you know, seeing what she did. And it's just, I would not be proud of it, especially as a Christian woman raising her kid with Christian values. Like, how do you explain dude, that to your children? Dude, they're like, be a Christian, but you can show your body. Dude, like, uh, the, be a virgin still. It, it didn't used to be that way that like, the Christian girls were so kind of out there. Like I remember when I was growing up uh, in, you know, the Southern Baptist tradition that we would make jokes about like the Catholics and stuff. Have you ever, and then there was the Mormons. Have you ever heard of soaking? No. Okay. So I'm not going to say what that is on there. Cause I know okay. we've, got, we've got kids listening to what it's it. not like the little private school uh, skirts. Okay. No, I so. those when I went to private school, but it wasn't a Christian school. It was just the skirts were not. Not very professional the, looking. The, the outfits in Christian churches started getting like more and more scandalous. It used to be like if you went to church, like you had to dress conservatively. Oh yeah, but now, for a dress. But now you got like, you got like Christian girls like showing up to events like Christian events, and like they're show their cleavage is showing. Mm-hmm. They've got like you know boob tattoos. I mean, is it the only thing worse than a boob tattoo is like the tramp stamp these days. Yeah. But uh, now, so the question is, is like, first of all, the Christian school, you're taking your kids to a Christian school. What did you expect? Mm-hmm. What did, did you expect them to like be okay with you advertising your adult content at on campus? Like it, how stupid do you have to be? Right. 
Yeah. I mean, maybe she's like, well, it's not actually in school. It's just in the parking lot. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Can't I freely drive around with whatever stickers I want? As long as your kid's not bringing it inside, right? Well, it doesn't matter if you're adver because you're advertising it on campus, right? Right. I like, mean, that it, is it'd be like that's really spoiling it'd be like, things. It, yeah, it'd be like driving around with like you know, like Playboy, like advertising Playboy on a, like uh, on a Christian school campus. Ugh. It's it's just so funny because like we're libertarians, like we don't even we don't even, like it's like whatever, like you want to do that as an adult, that's totally fine and all that kind of stuff. But it's kind of, it's also like you should know how to conduct yourself in public. Right. Just because you can do something doesn't mean that you should do something. Right. I'm a very judgmental libertarian. <laughs> I mean, I believe in freedom, but I also will criticize people in my head and You're with people too. I'm close to. You're free to. If, if I don't really think what they're doing is liberty, good for everyone. Liberty doesn't mean immunity from the consequences of your decisions. Right. That too many people who call themselves libertarians think that. Liberty means I can do whatever I want and be free of the consequences of such, right? Mm -hmm. I can I can exercise my free speech and then be free of the consequences of free speech, right? That people might ostracize you, people might shame you, all of that. That's not what freedom is. Freedom means that you're free to do it and the government won't stop you from doing it. That doesn't mean that the communities can't have their own rules and regulations for what it is that they want to do. Right. Yeah, we have our own moral code outside of libertarianism. Mm -hmm. I, I would say we probably are a little bit more conservative than the average libertarian or anarchist. Yes, yes. Um, so if you're just tuning in to the Wake Up America show now, then uh, I appreciate you guys. Click like on the channel. We'd appreciate it if you subscribe. You come back and join us. What's the show schedule, Stephanie? Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. Central Time. Mm -hmm. And Stephanie, we've uh, we had a really exciting night last night for people who might just be tuning in. What's the big news from down under from Argentina? Oh, yes. So around like 11 o'clock ish at night, Javier Malay reposted our Afuera bomber jacket and quote tweeted our bomber jacket that says Afuera and followed. Austin Peterson on X. Yeah. Yeah, he noticed that. Obviously, like, I couldn't see that he followed him. Oh, yeah. He only follows like a thousand people. So I'm like, he really I does. guess you could say things are getting pretty serious. But I did confirm it. I looked on the list and you were on there. Yeah, there you go. Mm -hmm. Afuera bomber jackets available exclusively at ap4libertyshop.com. That's AP, the number four, ap4libertyshop.com. And if you come down to the shop, you can see. We've got a whole collection of great Javier Malay merchandise that you can get only exclusively because I designed them. Stephanie and I together designed them. And, and uh, we also have our retro neon 1980s collection sale going on now until midnight tonight. And so you have to use code retro1776 and you can get any of our items 15% off that are in the retro neon collection. Yes. So retro neon collection. There we go. Neon machine gun collection. So, uh, the, for example, the phone case that I have right now that I'm using, mm -hmm. this one is from the neon machine gun collection. It's always it's been very popular. Um, my favorite in the item in the collection is the gun run and shortstop, the retro neon firearms baseball jersey. You can get that 15% off right now if you use code retro1776. Okay, there it is. And we also have a wide variety of coffee. Mm -hmm. You know what's so funny? We got the best review the other day 
about our recyclable Keurig cups. Oh, yes, yes. There, there are some people that literally come to our store and all they do is buy a recyclable Keurig cup. Yes. And this guy like really took his review to heart. He like really put a lot of time into it. And he was like, this is the best Keurig cup I've ever had. The quality is amazing. I didn't think it would be like this. Yeah. He went on and on Actually, about said, it. I can read it. I've got it pulled up. He says, I originally thought it was going to look and feel cheap, but once it arrived, it totally blew my mind with the quality of work put into the product. Also, it's nice that it comes with a spoon to scoop up all the little debris and leftovers. So funny. Hilarious. You really need to buy that, actually, because in the morning, you make your caffeinated coffee in the coffee maker, and I want my decaf, my, my Betsy's Liberty lullaby, but I don't want to make like a whole you know, whole thing of it. So I do need those recyclable curd cups so that I can just make a little bit for like one cup. Mm -hmm. That would be great. And last night, I actually bought one of our custom metal signs for our neighborhood. Yeah. This is another announcement. I got approval from our HOA <laughs> that I could buy our horse custom metal sign and it could say our neighborhood name on it and we could put it up in our neighborhood. So I'm very, very excited. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> we're going to take a brief little commercial break. When we get back on the Wake Up America show, we're going to be talking about... We've got uh, Bob Onder coming up at 8.30 a.m. Central Time. Kansas City Chiefs fans found dead, had cocaine, THC, and three times the lethal amount of fentanyl in their systems. We'll talk about that when we get back on the Wake Blame Up America Texas show. WakeUpAmericaShow.com Good morning. Rise in freedom. I'm Austin Peterson. You're watching and listening to the Wake Up America Show at wakeupamericashow.com. It's Freedom Family Friday, which means my smoking hot redheaded libertarian wife, Stephanie, who is Major Prager's, joining us live right now. Hey, Steffi. Hi. I was just looking at photos of Piper Fawn during the break, and there's apparently a lot of them out there with that same name. Oh, yeah. So it's a very common name. Yeah, it's common adult actress mm -hmm, mm -hmm. name. Anyways, all right, we're going to move on to another topic today. We've got before Bob Onder joins us here in about 15 minutes. We're looking forward to that. He's got a big announcement today. Big news story out of Kansas City. Initial toxicology reports on the three Kansas City Chiefs fans who were found frozen and dead in a friend's yard found cocaine, THC, and three times the amount of fentanyl that is enough to kill in their bodies, according to reports. The families of David Harrington, Clayton McGinney, and Ricky Johnson, who were found dead outside their friend Jordan Willis's Kansas City home on January 9th, confirmed to WDAF that police now had the initial reports on illicit drugs in the dead men's system. Among the substances were cocaine and fentanyl. So, story, I read this story to you, like, a couple weeks ago. And so juicy. This this guy, he's like, oh yeah, I was having a party and then I fell asleep on the couch for two days and then I found my friends outside frozen. Froze to death. It was the weirdest story ever. I did not believe it. I thought this guy killed his friends. I did too. And maybe he still did. I mean, he checked himself into a rehab. He fled the city. He moved somewhere else. Right, he sold his house very soon after. Yeah, he, and then he, you know, he evacuated and checked himself into rehab. Uh, he's like a prominent HIV researcher in Kansas City. Right, that's right. So, he's so it makes just, it even worse. Right, he's this is a respected man. Yeah, it's not just like he's just some rando on the streets or whatever, like you know, the druggie. This is a guy who like was known in Kansas City. 
Now, and we were con- we were suspicious because well, lots of reasons, but the police weren't investigating it as a homicide. No, which I is s- really shocking. Yeah, because I'm thinking to myself here. You got one guy who says he slept for two days on his couch. Likely story. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, here's the thing. Like, you don't sleep when you're on cocaine, right? Right. You might sleep when you're on THC. You definitely would sleep when you're on fentanyl. Fentanyl will make you make you sleepy? I'm assuming so. Because fentanyl is a, a pain medicine. Okay, I, I don't it? I don't know anything about Heroin. fentanyl, right? But but here's the thing. So my guess is what's happened here is that they got a bad batch of cocaine and it, they were all like watching the football game, doing lines, smoking weed, and they got a bad batch of cocaine that had fentanyl in it. Mm. And yeah, it does say fentanyl is a narcotic. It can treat severe pain. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it, it probably was a fentanyl overdose. It's commonly mixed with drugs like heroin, cocaine, mm-hmm. methamphetamine. So, yeah, you're right. It was probably in the cocaine. So, and, and that's probably why the police weren't investigating it as a homicide. Because, and this is just my theory. My theory is that he uh, was just, ha- just happened to be the only one who it didn't kill. Maybe he's, you know, a regular user of fentanyl. Mm-hmm. And perhaps he has built up a tolerance to it. And his buddies have not. So when they had, when they took that coke, they probably overdosed on fentanyl, and that's how all three of them died in the backyard. They probably didn't freeze to death. They may have. They may have passed out from the fentanyl and then died from exposure. Right. But it's you know it's just there's still too many questions around this one for me to say that they should just let it go and then there was some mysterious other guy that i think left the house i believe in the news report that you had told me it's like who's this other guy Mm -hmm. kansas city excuse me kansas city police captain jake bikina said this case is 100 percent not being investigated as a homicide the lawyer for the man who survived says he was asleep on the couch for two days while his friend's loved ones frantically tried to contact him. For the love of God, two days, you don't just drive over to the house. It's, I mean, it's like, it's Kansas City. It's not like freaking Los Angeles where it takes three hours to get somewhere. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about if you went to somebody's house and you didn't show up afterwards, what would I do? And it's like, uh, sure, I would start calling the house, call you, call our friends that you were with. And then if I, I didn't hear from you, I would go to the house, knock on the door, look around, you know, try to find somebody. And I think their cars were still there. So it's like there would be proof they were there. And then I would call the police. I mean, all you'd have to do is just drive over there and see their cars are there, knock on the door, right. you know, and then it's like it shouldn't be that hard to like figure it out like damn near immediately when the game is over you're i mean i don't want to criticize the families like here or anything like that but like what the hell were you doing for the for for two days you don't show up it's probably why these people are using drugs their families probably suck yeah i mean listen it's it's not a pretty sight to see this happening but the -hmm. fact is is that there are a lot of there there's a fentanyl question here that we got to ask ourselves, right? If, you know, legalized recreational cocaine, can I get an amen? Because people are going to do it like this are going to do it anyway. Uh, and if they're going to do it anyway, at least they know that it's not going to be cut with dangerous chemicals like fentanyl, right? This is, this is a consequence. This is a consequence of the war on drugs. It's true. 
Right. It is. It is. I mean, I've, I've had this discussion with my sister so many times about legalization. And I would agree that legalization would probably increase the use a little bit among people because it is easier to get. Like you see with like marijuana, for example, like dispensaries are everywhere. And I feel like people are definitely using it more than before. It's way more popular. So yeah, that that is definitely one of the effects of it. But right, it's safer. The quality is safer. But I mean, you can still overdose on this stuff. Yeah, for sure. It's the thing about fentanyl is, is like, it's it's really hard to detect that it's in there. At least I've heard that like people who who get batches of drugs, you can't really tell right away that it's in there. So I mean, I don't know, maybe somebody who also is a fentanyl expert can let us know. But love to hear your thoughts. You can send us a text at 573-319-1586. That's 573-319-1586. A buddy of mine just tweeted at us, Steph. Yeah, Daniel Keller. Uh, with a picture of his Javier Malay hoodie on. Check it out. Oh my gosh. It's a good oh, look. It looks great. Yeah, it's a good looking hoodie. Yeah. Javier's going to retweet that. And because he tends to repost people posting our items, mm-hmm. like Mary Creamer, he yes. reposted her. Yeah, that's true. He says he loves his Javier Malay sweatshirt from the AP for Liberty store, gets lots of looks and a few high fives. Amen. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Isn't that cool. Mm hmm. I don't think I, I would be so proud to wear a shirt other than Javier Malays and Ron Pauls. I remember I used to wear my Ron Paul shirt everywhere. Mm-hmm. Now, this new generation, I'd be like, it's the Javier Malay shirt. You've also got one of those extra special, very rare AP for uh, Senate 2018 shirts, don't you? Yes. Oh, I do. Yes. AP for DC 18. And it has your face on it. Mm -hmm. Because when I was at your shop years ago, I was like, I need to have shirts that I know are not going to be available in the future. Mm -hmm. Like these are once in a lifetime shirts. Mm -hmm. And so I bought that. I bought a Young and the Restless one where you had a quote on the back. So it had all the founding fathers and their ages. I kind of want to remake this, honestly. Mm -hmm. And on the very back, it talks about your quote about how like young, like young people started this country and young people people will restore it. Yes. So, yeah, I love that. Anything that's personal to you, I wanted. Yeah. We just sold a box of Thomas's Painkiller Coffee. Way. Yes. Well, thank you. Did you get a recyclable current cup that they're very, very good quality? <laughs> uh, probably not. But we are told that our supplier is going to be offering us Keurig cups this year. So oh, very soon. We're told. So keep an eye out for that. But if you want it sooner and you have a Keurig, don't forget we do have those uh, refillable ones. We've got Dr. Bob Onder going to be joining us here in just a few minutes live. He's got a major announcement he's going to make on our show. Breaking news. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. Right here. So stick around. We'll be back in two shakes of a lamb's tail on the Wake Up America show at wakeupamericashow.com. Thanks for waiting. Good morning. I'm Austin Peterson. Welcome to the Wake Up America show. We're glad and thankful to have you here. Do us a favor, click like and subscribe to the channel and come back and join us every Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. Central Time. We stream this show live. And if you love the ideas of economic freedom and personal liberty, boy, are you in the right place. Joining me 
on set in studio, my smoking hot redheaded libertarian wife, Stephanie Peterson. Hi, Stephanie. Good morning. We wanted to say a good hello to Papa Peterson. Yeah. He's listening this morning from Iowa. That's right. My dad is listening all the way from Clear Lake, Iowa. He's there in town for the big event this weekend, which is the Winter Dance Party. That's right. The night the music died, the right? The, yeah. The day the music died is a famous event in American history when Buddy Holly and the Big Bopper and Richie Valens were killed in a plane crash right after they played this event in Iowa. So every year since then, uh, with a brief hiatus, everybody gets back together and goes to the same Surf's Up ballroom and has a big party play. And a lot of the old guys who were, you know, from back in the days from 1960s are, are there mm-hmm. and play them. Sometimes it's their son, like Bobby V's son was there playing last night. Anyways, it's a great event. And we're glad to hear from you, Dad. Hope you're having fun, you and Mario, and just dancing the night away, enjoying all those great old hits. The Wake Up America show has some of the best content, some of the best regular guests, and of course, some of the biggest named guests in Missouri politics as well. Senator and Dr. Bob Onder was one of the biggest heroes fighting against COVID tyranny right here on the state level in Missouri. He is a candidate for lieutenant governor who I gave my endorsement to, but he's got another announcement that he wants to make this morning. We're happy to hear it from him live, right from the horse's mouth. Good morning, Dr. Bob. Good morning, Austin. Hi, Stephanie. Hi. All right, Dr. Bob, glad to have you here. So uh, I think I might know what this announcement is, but why don't you go ahead and lay it out for the audience? Well, yeah, thank you for having me back. Well, as you know, Austin, a, a little over a month ago, I was on your show talking about my run for lieutenant governor. And, and so the question is, is uh, you know, why, why, why am I here today? Well, with the retirement of the congressman, for much of your listeners, uh, Blaine Luke Meyer, uh, my family was faced with the decision how we could best serve the country. And, you know, Austin, the problems that we face today, the, our open borders, rampant spending resulting in out-of-control inflation, rising cost of living, infringements upon our liberty in every, in every way, whether it be on, uh, on social media, our health care, freedom and privacy, the loss of education achievement, the rise of wokeness. These are all problems coming out of Washington, D.C. And as much as I felt that I could do good things in Jefferson City, as I've been a conservative leader for eight years in Jefferson City, um, D.C. is the problem. D.C. is not listening. It's Groundhog Day. We keep sending the same progressive Democrats and the same weak, um, swamp-loving Republicans to uh, to Washington, D.C., and they keep doing the same things over and over again. We need a conservative fighter, a liberty-loving fighter, in D.C. to represent us in Congress. So you're going to run for Congress, Dr. Bob. You're going to seek to replace Blaine Lukemeyer. So that means that if he wins the primary, that he would be our congressman, Stephanie. So we can can actually vote for him. Yeah, we get to vote for him in the Republican primary. And he does have some competition. Mary Elizabeth Coleman, I think, has announced. Mm I haven't seen anybody else that has announced just Not yet. officially. We've been hearing a lot of rumors. Just rumors about people who are doing it. Somebody contacted me and was like, you know, Austin, would you throw your hat in the ring and stuff? But then when I, and I was like, hmm, that might be kind of fun, you know, shake things up. But then when I heard Dr. Bob was going to run, I was like, ain't no way. I'm going to run against Dr. Bob. So I guess that means I got to switch my endorsement officially from the lieutenant governor run now 
to endorsing you for this congressional run, Dr. Bob. You have my full endorsement. Absolutely. I will be well, voting for him, you, too. Austin. Thank you, Austin. Thank you, Stephanie. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I really appreciate that because I, I think, Austin, you had a, you've had a unique experience all these years watching what goes on in the Jefferson City Swamp. And we see too many people go down to Jefferson City, presumably with good intentions, but they get swallowed up. If the, you take care of the swamp, the swamp takes care of you. And if within a few years, of getting to Jefferson City, you're all of a sudden carrying lobbyist bills to expand the welfare state and expand TANF welfare checks and and food stamps and give food stamps to convicted felons. How are you going to stand up to the much more powerful, more pernicious swamp uh, that is Washington, D.C.? So I think I've shown over and over again from the time I founded the conservative caucus in the Missouri Senate and thought leadership. You know, a lot of the good things we've done the last few years, the last five years or so, um, were not easy. Despite having Republican supermajorities, it was not easy uh, to get the heartbeat bill passed. It was not easy to pass uh, Senator Eric Burleson's Second Amendment Preservation Act or constitutional carry. And I'll tell you, it wasn't easy to stop the relentless expansion of the welfare state, which actually, as soon as I was gone in 2023, the swamp passed expansions of the welfare state. So uh, we need we, we need folks willing to stand up for principle, willing to fight, but also who understand the, 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 the process and the policy and can be effective advocates. You know, it was I was just on a on another show before yours, and the host reminded me of the Obamacare repeal bill that passed the U.S. House of Representatives. That was written by uh, liberty-loving conservative Republican physicians. Of course, it would have passed, but for that famous thumbs down by John McCain that we all uh, lament and remember. Um, so, um, you know, you're going to be one of 435. No. Uh, one out of 435, if they are an effective conservative fighter, can make a lot of difference in Washington, D.C. We're speaking to Senator and Dr. Bob Onder, who's running for Congress, federal Congress in my district. Stephanie Peterson joining us live. If you're enjoying the content, make sure you click like and subscribe to the channel. Channel KV Andy says Dr. Bob for Liberty. Yes, we're very excited to have him here with his announcement. Yeah. Now, for the people that don't know you too well, what is yeah. your background yeah. in politics? Yeah. yeah, so my background, so I am a, a, uh, a husband, uh, a father of six. Congratulations again, Stephanie. Thank um, you. Wow. So, yeah, uh, you know about parenting. That's yes, amazing. Yeah. My wife, Allison, and I have been married 28 years, so we know a lot about parenting. Um, uh, of course, my uh, my 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 uh, children are big fans of you and your show, Austin, as you know, I think you've met at least a couple of my boys. And um, I uh, I'm a medical doctor. I entered politics, ran for state rep uh, back in 2006, took took a hiatus off from politics for a while, spent eight years in the Missouri Senate, um, you know, where I championed uh, things, things like pro-life and Second Amendment rights. Um, 
labor reform, cutting taxes. Um, and I passed the first education choice bill in 20 years uh, when I passed the uh, online course access uh, bill, basically allowing uh, homeschool families to, uh, you know, to choose high quality virtual uh, education to supplement their homeschool curriculum, unlike the garbage home education that, that parents were forced upon uh, during the COVID uh, reign of terror. And of course, I was Thank a leader, that. as you said earlier, in fighting COVID tyranny in the Missouri Senate. So I, I, I look forward to, uh, to going to D.C. And unlike so many politicians, listening to the people, not to the swamp, not to the lobbyists, and doing what government really is meant to do, which is to restore individual liberty, to protect and preserve liberty, not to not to quote create jobs, not to quote you know give handouts or fight COVID or what have you. The purpose of government is to uh, protect individual liberty, and the Washington D.C. swamp is is dedicated to, to growing itself, not not to uh, protecting and listening to the people. Dr. Bob, I've got a couple of difficult questions for you, if you don't mind. I yeah. hope you don't mind me asking. Yeah. You know, you will represent yeah. me, and I'd like to know your thoughts on this. Senator Josh Hawley yes. from Missouri says that it is uh, necessary and proper uh, for the role of government to step in to protect an aluminum plant here in the state of Missouri. Now, this is a company that's already been bailed out a couple of times by Missouri taxpayers and has not been able to compete on the scene in producing aluminum here. Now, you know, you could say that there's a defense, you know, requirement and necessity, but there are other aluminum plants here in the United States. Uh, is it in your mind, is it the the proper role of government to tax Austin and Stephanie's coffee business to protect that's profitable in order to, you know, protect the jobs of people who are in a business that's unprofitable? No, Austin, uh, uh, that's, you know, and look, I feel for the owners and the stockholders of the aluminum plant, as well as the people who work in the aluminum plant. Uh, but it is not the role of government to bail out failing businesses. And now sometimes other government policies make it more difficult for businesses to thrive. Um, but no, the idea of, you know, corporate welfare or government choosing winners or losers as you put it, taxing your coffee business, ta taxing the waitress who works on minimum wage plus tips, uh, taxing uh, the, um, the auto worker or the farmer in order to uh, bail out someone else's business. That's not the role of government. Completely agree. Let's give it up for Bob Anderson. Yeah. Bob understands economics. Oh, he does. I like what he's saying so far. Yeah, me too, for sure. Because I, I just, I really hate seeing this leftward turn that the Republican Party has taken in regards to the economic questions, because they're, you know, the Republican Party is the party of Ronald Reagan. The Republican Party is the party of Milton Friedman. And the people who I am inspired by are the people that want to see true fiscal conservatism in Washington, D.C. I want to see less spending. Like, like Stephanie and I, we run a very lean operation here, right? We have a business, of, you know, our podcasting business. We have our online merchandise shop, and we pay a lot of money in taxes. And, you know, they passed the Wayfair bill, which was specifically an, an attack on people like me and Stephanie, who are on the bleeding edge of technology, trying to create jobs here in the state of Missouri. And too many Republicans seem to have abandoned their belief in free markets and true and supply and demand for these superstitions uh, uh, about culture, this cultural superstitions 
that somehow that a free market economy is not good for families or that free market capitalism is bad for families. Do you agree with me that like free market capitalism should absolutely be a tenant of the Republican Party? Absolutely. Absolutely. The free market yeah. capitalism is the basis of economic liberty, which in turn is one of the bases of political liberty, of our individual rights and liberty. You know, in 2022, my last year in the Missouri Senate, the uh, the, the legislature passed and the governor signed two massive corporate welfare tax credit bills. Um, you know, and right now, I think I only have one declared uh, opponent in the race. That opponent voted for both of those bills, as did most members of the Missouri House and the Missouri Senate. It was really only the uh, conservative caucusers in the House and the conservative caucusers in the Senate who stood up and said, no, it's not the job of the government to give out handouts to politically favored interest groups. And, that, and that's a big, that's like something that separates me and will probably separate me from, you know, all of uh, the opponents who eventually enter this race. I suspect it will be a crowded field for this race for Congress. But yes, too many Republicans, they're ready to give, uh, give, away, give away corporate welfare to favored political interests but also uh, to to expand the welfare state, to expand TANF welfare checks, to expand food stamps, uh, to give uh, to give food stamps to convicted felons. Um, you know, with Republicans like that, who needs Democrats? So um, economic liberty has got to be the basis of any principled conservative, any effective conservative that we send to D.C. You love to see it now, Dr. Bob, it's an election year and a lot of people are going to be on the left are going to be bringing up the abortion question uh, to try and knock the Republicans off of off of any um, hope of having a red wave this fall. Uh, Donald Trump has moderated his rhetoric on this one. Is there an argument to be made for moderating our rhetoric because he says you have to win elections, you have to win elections? I, I'm pro-life. I know you are as well. So is Stephanie, right? But it's it, it is a tricky question because it that is one of those issues that the Democrats get us on, and whether we like it or not, the principle is one thing. Getting elected is another. What are your thoughts on that? Sure. No, I uh, look. We always have to be careful about how we say things. You know, the founder of National Right to Life, John Wilkie. Uh, famously uh, said that uh, John, John and his wife, Barbara Wilkie, he was a physician. He famously said, why can't we love them both? Of course, we want to defend innocent human life. But at the same time, we understand the, the struggles, the trauma of, uh, of an un untended pregnancy. Um, and that's why when we passed the monumental pro-life bill in 2019, sometimes known as the heartbeat bill, at the same time, we dramatically expanded uh, pregnancy care center tax credits. And again, I would make a distinction between a charitable type tax credit that helps the good work that uh, pregnancy care centers do and a corporate welfare handout type tax credit that we see way too often. But so we recognize that um, that yes, we do have to win hearts and minds. And I think we do that by not only standing up for the right of uh, the unborn to life, but also uh, for supporting the women who are faced with troubled pregnancies. That's a good answer, Dr. Bob. I like that, bringing people together. 
more so. So, Dr. Bob, um, obviously, we're big fans of yours. I'd love to see you be my congressman. Steffi and I bring our little baby in and you guys you can give us a, a little capital tour when we when we come yes. in to visit you. But you got to win the primary. You are going to face some uh, challenges. So what do you need uh, in order to help get you across the finish line? Precinct captains, uh, donations. How can we help? Yeah, what can we do for you, Dr. Yeah, Bob? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. all, of, all of the above. Uh, all of the above. Um, and, uh, you know, of course, we need, we need, we need, we need your, first of all, we need your prayers. We, uh, we because this is as much a spiritual battle as it is a political battle. Uh, we need volunteers. We need to start identifying our supporters in every county. And uh, you have a, a great base in uh, your listening area in the third congressional district. Really, pretty much of everything of what we consider to be central Missouri is in the third congressional district. So volunteers can sign up on our website, sign up for our emails, uh, sign up for yard sign locations. And we'll have a link to win red or people can send um, personal checks um, to um, to uh, you know to support the campaign because it does take resources to get out our out our message. Yeah, my website is bobondermo.com. You know, Twitter and Facebook are at bobondermo. But yeah, thank you for asking that. It really is all hands on deck if we're going to take back our country. If we're going to make America great again. Doctor Bob, you make us very proud to be a Missourian and proud to be an American. We wish you the best of luck. Anything else, Stephanie? I agree with everything he said. Yeah, me too. This he is... absolutely has my vote. I'm voting for the man who was at our weddings, Doctor Bob. We appreciate you very much. Good <laughs> Thank luck. Thank you so much. Good luck on it the campaign. It was a great wedding. Thank you yeah, so we, much. Have a great weekend. We, Thank yeah, you. we will be visiting the website, making a donation, and getting out the vote for you. See, take care. Yeah. Go. What do you guys think of Doctor Bob Onder? I mean, he's perfect. Yeah. There's there's not one thing I could nitpick about him, honestly. There's, for any politician, usually there's at least one or two things that I'm like. Dr. Bob is a true conservative, right? Okay. He is. He is. I mean, I wouldn't say I wouldn't call him a libertarian or, or anything like that. But true conservatives are very simpatico with libertarians. Oh, I get along with them a lot better than Democrats. Mm -hmm. I always say I can get along with conservatives more than the people on the left. Right. Well, you know, being pro-life is one of those things that kind of separates us from your average libertarian. Mm -hmm. Right. Because being that was what made me stand out when I ran for president as libertarian was the fact that I believe in the, the, the right of the unborn to the same life, liberty and property as the rest of us. Right. So. He explained kind of bringing everyone together with the abortion issue because mm -hmm. it, it sounds like they're still trying to make it so that pregnant women get like more care, which is probably going to make the left happy. Mm -hmm. I think he said like more dollars are going into pregnancy centers that can help people. So so I think that that's a good compromise. Just kind of saying, look, we're going to help you more with your pregnancy care, but we're also going to respect life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, I like it. I mean, it's, um, you know, when we were talking about our pregnancy, there's all the there's a couple reasons why we decided not to announce publicly until we, you know, you'd gotten through the first trimester, because right. there's always a fear of miscarriage and you don't want to tell everybody. And then everybody's like, hey, where's the baby? And you'd have to like tell them the bad news. Yes. And then, um, you know, somebody was mentioning the genetic testing a little bit earlier because we were, you know, we're waiting to find out what the baby's gender will be. Yes, because we could have found out the gender a couple weeks ago. Right. If you do that, like, uh, what's the test called? I'm not sure. Um, it's I just call it genetic testing, mm -hmm. but basically it tests for all sorts of genetic mm -hmm. and chromosomal 
I guess, issues. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. So if they if the if our baby has some kind of like Down syndrome or is some kind of, you know, genetic problems, then you'd be able to identify that early. And the reason why a lot of people do that is so that they can have an abortion. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do know people personally that have had abortions because they found out their kid would have Down syndrome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which we're not going to do. Right. People say, well, don't you want to like make the preparations if you know that your kid is going to have some sort of disability? Wouldn't you want like the services in place and the equipment in place? And yeah, that's certainly. But I think that we just don't want to rain on our parade. I mean, we don't want to add stress during this pregnancy. We just want to be at peace. Yes. Have hope. Because no matter what happens, we're going to love the baby. We're going to love that child. Right. It's like, do you want to know that a storm is coming before it comes? Yes. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. So I guess that's kind of just the thoughts behind the genetic testing. It's like, do you kind of want to know about the really bad stuff right. that's coming for right. you. Some people, some people like they want to alleviate that anxiety and they do that, but other people do it because, you know, they might want to commit an act of murder. <laughs> that's not what I call it, but I just, mm-hmm. um, you know, I just know that no matter what the, you know, what happens, whether it's a boy or a girl or whether it has Down syndrome or not, we're going to love that child the same. So, so anyways. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, Mighty Megatron docked $2 in the trip jar and says, how dare you assume it's gender, bigots? Oh, <laughs> thank you. Yes, our, our baby is going to be gender X. It's been a great show today. What's been your favorite part? Oh, gosh. Um, I mean, I always like talking about Taylor Swift. Yeah. <laughs> I, I always enjoy sticking up for her. I, I was... like talking about that OnlyFans lady. Yeah. My favorite is talking about Javier Malay. Oh, of course. Of course. I mean, he is our number one supporter. Yes, Javier Millet, my, you know, my number one fan, you know, follows me on Twitter, retweets me all the time, right? You know, it's just very nice. I mean, it was overall a positive show. Dr. Bob Onder coming on here. I mean, I really could see him making it into Congress. Me too. And that'd be awesome to have Dr. Bob as our Congress. Absolutely. He's got the name ID in Missouri. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was a senator. So I, I don't see why people wouldn't vote for him. It's tough, right? There'll there'll be so right now they've got Mary Elizabeth Coleman who has declared, and then there's going to be like maybe a half dozen other people that are going to jump in there. So we don't know what the field will look like just yet. But right. you know, once it it shapes up, we'll see like kind of like more along the lines of what he's able to do. He has run for that office for that before. Oh, he has. Yeah, okay, yeah. I wonder what what the polls looked like at yeah, that time. I don't know. I don't know. But it, he didn't win it. But. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think that now that he's got more name ID and certainly it's going to you know, help him that he's got us on his side, you know, I mean, honestly, I'm thankful that he's running because you you may have actually put your hat in the race if there wasn't a good contestant. Yeah, and, well. and then pregnant me would have been, you know, knocking doors at like, you know, eight, nine months pregnant. Yeah, right? I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to do that to you, Stephanie. I didn't want to go through all of that. I mean, I it, it, here's the thing. If Dr. Bob wasn't running and like with the current crop of people that were potentially going to go for it, I just didn't want to have our congressman being another sort of, you know, authoritarian. And since I know Dr. Bob is a good man and a conservative, and I know that he will protect our liberties, um, I'm perfectly fine with him you know taking the job and i don't want to run i wouldn't want to run, run against him because i just i i care about him too much oh, absolutely yep so i'm really looking forward to seeing what he does i think that he's going to be a great congressman i think he'll win i i hope so i really do hope so i'm, I'm excited like mm-hmm. i would definitely you know volunteer for his campaign because mm-hmm. i i like 
being for those candidates that I really think can win. Because I, I get way too exhausted when I put my heart and soul into candidates that aren't going to win. I'm done with that. Dr. Bob has a real shot. So I'm, yes. I'm, we'll definitely be supporting him for this uh, for this primary. All right. So before we go, real quick, one last time, get your exclusive Javier Malay Viva La Libertad Carajo tribute jacket at APforLibertyShop.com. It is approved by Javier Malay. Now we got to figure out whether or not the email and the text message is going to go out today should be about the Javier Malay stuff, or should we talk about the fact that Glenn Jacobs, the wrestler, got our pillow from our site? Oh, he yeah. sure did. We have a really nice photo of him. I wonder if we sent Javier Malay some merchandise, I wonder if he would wear it. I don't know. Maybe he would. I bet he would. I bet he would, too. I tell you, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to slide into his DMs. Be like, hey, let's send you some merch. Yeah. Hey, you know, do you want this bomber jacket? Javier, can I send you a bomber jacket? Can I send you maybe a little a little bit of uh, some, some mugs, right? Maybe a Pepe license plate or something like that i bet you he would wear it uh, this is a good idea this is a good idea because it's not like you're just being creepy like you're trying to give him something how can you turn down a gift for sure mo conservatarian dropped five dollars in the tip jar says go dr bob thank you thank you and mo conservatarian said that he bought some merchandise the other day too he did yeah he bought the um the cool mushroom shirt as well yeah, as the thomas jefferson he bought the thomas jefferson synthwave shirt yeah he took advantage of our sale retro 1776 is the code the sales going on for all retro neon 1980s merch until midnight tonight <laughs> somebody uh, called the baby a uh, they be for p for liberty right for liberty they pee, 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 pee for liberty that's right go to the ap for liberty shop.com get yourself some awesome javier malay merch and some founding flavors coffee i guess we're gonna see you next week monday yeah on the wake up america show at wakeupamericashow.com say bye steph be free be free we'll see you guys on monday on the wake up america show at wakeupamericashow.com <laughs>